Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, friends. I had just one little note I needed to add on to this episode that I didn't get to record in the intro because it kind of popped up since then. And so here we are. I um, hope you are having an awesome week. I just wanted to let you guys know that going forward for a while, I am just going to be dropping episodes every other week. My OB put me on um, bed rest about a month ago, and I have another five weeks to go. So I am just not able to, like, a girl just can't hang like she once did, (laughs) like she'll be able to again. So I'm going to continue to get you episodes um, of the best quality I can for as long as I can. And I'm going to try every other week and see if I can keep up with that and then also be able to create you guys some maternity leave content so I don't just go completely ghost you for a little bit while I'm bonding with our new little baby. So I just wanted you to know in case next week you're wondering where the episode is and you're worried or you're bothered or you're bummed or whatever, I am taking care of my health and my little one's health and everything is good. I want you to know I'm, I'm doing really well. Um, I just had some crazy things happen in my last pregnancy that they're trying to prevent and so far it's going great. So send me all your prayers and good vibes and it's going to be good. Um, but I wanted to let you know, and I'm so sorry, because I know for some of you it's a bummer, but I'm going to be back and fighting fit as soon as I can. And we're just going to continue to get you the best content we possibly can to help you grow those Etsy shops, because I believe in you. I know you have amazing ideas. I know you need inspiration and training and you're looking at me for it. And I just, I'm so here for you. So in the meantime, enjoy this episode. It's phenomenal. (laughs) It's so good. I loved every second of it. And I will see you again in two weeks. You guys take care. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the show this week. I am, I am without words. I'm very excited. Today is a very special episode for me personally. Um, we are having a guest join us. We're having Kate All, who's the founder of Simple Pen Media, and I have been following her for ages. Like, this is at least my third or fourth business project that I have used Kate's resources and expertise in order to help my business. And it has done so much for me. Um, Pinterest is such a powerful tool and it's exceptionally like even now more than ever with its move towards e-commerce, it's like the most powerful it has ever been for Etsy sellers. There's such a huge opportunity for you guys in this space. And so um, I'm, if you've been around for a while back earlier this year, at the beginning of the year, Tabby, who manages all of the social media and now the YouTube channel for Simple Pin Media, came on the podcast and gave us a really, really good baseline of like just Pinterest advice. So go back and listen to that episode. I will link it if you haven't heard it before. It's a really good precursor. 
And now the founder of the entire company is coming on the show. So um, Kate has been helping businesses discover, learn, and master Pinterest marketing for over seven years now. She combines the data learned from working with clients, education from Pinterest, and her knowledge of the platform to help people expand the reach of their business using Pinterest. Kate first started on Pinterest when it was an invite only back in 2011. That's crazy. What started out as a hobby, helping a friend and thinking that she didn't stand a chance of surviving on the platform has grown into a successful marketing agency with over 700 accounts managed to date and a team of 40 plus members. Her mantra is to keep it simple, be authentic and pin with purpose. So she is going to come on with some really, really solid Pinterest advice Honestly, like no matter what kind of business or businesses you run or have run, I think you're going to take away a lot of value. There's just a lot of depth to what she is sharing. Um, And we're going to really have a focus today on the holiday planning because we have the craziest time of the year and the most lucrative on Etsy coming up um, this fall. Like it's already starting. We are already feeling it. And we're going to be moving into the really big holidays um, with Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Christmas sales. So it's really exciting. I think this is going to be so powerful. I'm just saying buckle your seatbelts, A, for my fangirling, and B, for just some of the best probably quality content we've brought you on this podcast to date. I'm really excited, if you can't tell. So please help me welcome Kate to the podcast. Kate, I'm, I'm having a moment. I'm just having a moment because... I have known who you are a lot longer than you've known who I am, and I'm so excited you are here. Hi! Hello. Well, I am so excited we get to have our paths cross and meet and connect. And thank you for following along for so long. I really appreciate it. Oh my gosh, your your content is so engaging and it hasn't mattered what business project I've been working on. It's always been relevant and powerful and helpful and timely. It's so hard to find timely information and yours is so you're so on top of it. So, um I'm I'm super excited. I have already like warned the entire audience that I will be fangirling and that I'm very excited and that they should be too and that they need to be taking notes and following you because you are Pinterest is so important for the Etsy space and you are like the trusted voice you're the only person I listen to about this and so we're, we're just in for a good time I'm really I'm I'm delighted <laughs> buckle up everybody right here we go yeah I, 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 I use that phrase literally. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, this is such a rare opportunity that we're not just having to jump right into the technical. I've always really wanted to know how you got involved in the Pinterest space. Like how did you become the Pinterest guru? Like where did Simple Pin Media come from? Yeah. Well, actually it came from um, a conversation at a kitchen table with a friend when we were really poor. And she said, <sighs> you should manage people's Pinterest accounts. And I said, that's a dumb idea. She said, you're poor. You should try this. So backing up just a little bit, I was working for her 2010, 11, 12. Okay. And I was doing Facebook marketing and I was really trying to engage community. It was really when Facebook business pages were really floodgates were open, right? Every, every click, every view, there was no this metering because they didn't have ads yet. And so I was really trying to drive affiliate sales, trying to drive traffic to the blog at the time. And right about 2013, Facebook really put the clamp down on a lot of those business pages, which made the way for ads, right? Like they had to turn that faucet off. Right about the same time, we were still suffering from coming out of the recession. 
And my husband had been getting a job, losing a job, not finding a job. And so unemployment was really running out during that time. And we were living on food stamps and it was like, well, what are we going to do? Right. I, I could work for her and it was, you know, not enough to support a family of five clearly. So we had been doing some Pinterest marketing for her as well, playing around with it. And she just watched a webinar that morning in August of 2013. And so she literally was like, you should do this. And I thought that is crazy. Like nobody is going to go for that because one, they probably aren't using Pinterest. It's just, you know, three years old. People don't understand it. And I don't know how to manage for people. Like, I don't know what that looks like. And she was like, you have to try, right? Like the market is open. Let's do it. So then I spent the next four months doing all the research I could. Like, would it be possible to manage for somebody? Would it be possible to learn it? Who was teaching it? I found a bunch of these underground secret Facebook groups And at the time you had to like be someone's friend to like get access to all of this. And it was like, Ooh, what are you doing? What are you doing? What Pinterest saying? Like we were kind of trying to decode everything. And so really 20 late 2013, I bought the domain simple pin media, had somebody create a website for me. And I went with the idea that I want this to be simple enough for people to understand that I would take it off their plate. I got three beta clients and said, I want to see if this works for you. And if it doesn't, we'll just pretend it never happened. But I want to see, can we drive traffic to your website with Pinterest to replace what you lost with Facebook? And I knew their, I knew where their brains were at. They were so stretched thin. They were trying to do all the things. And in the space that I was in, which was frugal and deal blogging, they were posting 35 times a day. They were talking about, you know, cause that was the extreme couponing phase. People were trying to save a bunch of money. And so I thought if I can just take this one piece off their plate and drive it just to content, not really to their coupon pieces, but like how to save money with, um, you know, on soap or something like that, it was a post that could be evergreen. So after three months, they were like, this is amazing. And told a couple (laughs) more people, told a couple more people. And then pretty soon I was like, oh, I guess I have a business on my hands. Let's do this. And so that was really the first full year of really getting my feet wet with Pinterest. And it's just really grown ever since in the last eight and a half years. Almost nine. Chills, like chills thinking about the the beauty of Pinterest in 2013. I still think Pinterest is phenomenal, but I'm I was a blogger before I got into the Etsy space. Yep. You know, before I had children and it was quiet enough to actually write something. Um <laughs> yep. and I mean it was magical. So that's so fun. And I can only, I can only imagine, like, first of all, your friend is a, she's amazing to encourage you and to give you that. I mean, basically you were getting paid to learn a whole new skill that then became your entire bread and butter. That's, and then, and just thinking with the magic of cracking that code and leveraging those early Pinterest years, Kate, yeah. it's literal, it's it, at, my background being social media management and literally managing accounts. I was managing even a movie through, um, through that 23rd, right when all of that was happening with pages and everything we had learned, like, thank you, Marty Smith. Thank you, Sandy Krakowski. Like all of it, all of it crumbled fish. It did. And and we all jumped on the Pinterest train. It's just, I'm so there with you. It, that was a little bit of a memory lane. I love Mm -hmm. that. So, okay. So, and then how did the, how did your team kind of grow? Like when did people start coming on to help you? I feel like you've become so much more than even just Helping, not not that that's a, not enough because we right. need people to manage our accounts well on Pinterest when we're a bigger company. But um, how did your team kind of grow? When did it sort of take off? 
Yeah, that was kind of a weird thing that happened was 20, really that first year, my daughter was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, which is a very like sudden diagnosis. And it was in July of that first year of 2014 when I was growing the business and I was emailing clients and I was like, okay, I'm in the hospital with my daughter. Like, um, I just, you're pinned up through a while because I was using a scheduling tool, but like, I just need you to know I'm unavailable for the next couple of days, but I don't want you to feel like I'm ignoring you. So obviously as a service provider, it's that tension between really want to fulfill the contract that you have with them, but also being a mom and trying to navigate what it's like with this new stage of life. And so I, I was sitting in the hospital, I was typing, I was like, I need a number two. I need a person who's like an emergency person because if something happens, then they can come in and they know what I'm doing. So then I thought, well, I have a good friend. She uh, is staying at home with her kids and she knows a lot about fashion. I have a fashion person that I pin for. Maybe she could come in and help just source outside content because at the time you really needed outside content. Mm -hmm. So I met with her. We were in a grocery store and I was like, okay, here's what I do. And I was like, going through it all. It was like a grocery store with like a deli area. So we were like sitting in the deli area. And I was like, do you want to do this? And I'll pay you as a contractor. She's like, yeah, this is, would be actually really great because I would love to do something on the side and I don't really want to, I want to stay at home. Makes total sense. So then uh, that ignited the bug to hire people. And then I realized, oh, what if I hired people? So probably six months later, no, it was even not even six months. It was like three months later. There was another friend that I knew in person. And I thought, do you want to come work for me too? So this multiplication of myself, it's like it caught fire. And I went, the best way to multiply myself is to hire people to do what I do. And I don't need them to come with the skills because I can train them, right? Like that's nobody's really going to know how to do Pinterest marketing because it's not a yeah. college course. It's not any of these <laughs> things. It's so new, right? So I could teach them in my methods and then also have expectations as to how I wanted the team to function and how I wanted to be as a boss. And so I think from there in 2015, I hired a few more. And the joke now, I have like 34 people on my team now and I have a whole leadership structure and like a C-suite team and all of these things. But one of the things that I feel like it activated in me is that I love being a team leader. I love finding things in people that they're really good at. And these are things that I'm not good at, right? Like I joke, I'm not the smartest person in the room, but I'm the smartest gatherer in the room. Like I can look and say, oh, you're good at this and I'm not. So how about you come work for me? And they're like, <laughs> okay. So I've created this like kind of loyal community of women most are local to the Portland, Vancouver area in the Northwest. And we can get together in person. We have an office where we can all go and strategize. And it became, instead of an I, it became a we. And I was very clear about that language in the, in the beginning, that we is the word that I always use, that we do this at Simple Pin Media. And so Simple Pin Media kind of took on kind of its own identity separate from Kate that could really serve people in this way, we like to say Nordstrom level service, where it's really high end, it's really dedicated to getting people just exactly what they need and caring about them, like caring about their business. So the team just kind of grew from there. But that is my passion, right? Like, I love Pinterest, but I also really love equipping and empowering other people to work within my company to use their gifts because they're really smart and awesome. That's, there's so much about that. Like, first of all, 
my my little Etsy um, family, that was gold for you because I'm over here like looking at like understanding and knowing the size of Kate's organization and thinking she had recruiters and she did this and I'm sure she does now, but the way that she grew is the same way that we grow. It's the same way that we scale. So there was so much there. Um, just hearing like she called her friend who was at home and was good fashion. Like I just love Well, that. and here's the best part. I have to say this as well, is we my now integrator, which is my COO, Leslie, in 2015, we met in the Starbucks area of a Target. And I told her everything I did. I was like, hey, you know, this is what I do. And she's like, okay. And she left and I called her. I was like, hey, so do you want to work for me? And she was like, oh, that was an interview. And I was like, yeah, I totally. So now these, those were who were hired in like 2015, 2016, their stories have become of like legends. This is how Kate hired me. She didn't even look at my resume. She was just like, here's what I do. Do you want to work for me? And I was like, okay, sure. That's how I hired people. But I love that. And you got to pick really quality people and you got to know the personalities and the, um, the foundational principles that people had before they came in, before they came into your, your space and like affected the culture of the entire company. Yeah. I absolutely love that. <clears throat> I'd be the same way. I always want to like hire, you know, like someone that I, I try to invent, you know, <laughs> invent a position for like, you know, one of my best friends, like, what could we have you do? Which is not ideal, but no. it's all about that culture. So, yeah. um, that is, that is so fun to know. And I also, I have to say this as well. I love that you've kind of found yourself even more in the, in your own company. And it had nothing to do with like Pinterest. It had to do with people and yeah. loving to be able to identify their strengths and to encourage them and call them out. Like it's a whole different, it's like, like not only are you fulfilling a really important thing in the marketplace, but you're, like you're fulfilling your purpose on a whole different level that, objectively butterfly effect affects the world. Like we need yeah. leaders like you. So that is so mm-hmm. fun. And I love the idea of you going on that process of discovery. Yeah. Um, it, that's, that's one of the best parts about entrepreneurship is we get to find parts of ourselves in ways that other people sometimes don't ever get to. Yeah. So I, mean, I geek out about that. So, okay. I, everyone, I, <laughs> I wanted, I, I want to know the entire life story, but everyone is, is waiting on the edge of their seats. <clears throat> pardon me to talk about holiday planning because, it's a question I get all the time. I think, especially on TikTok, like, when are we supposed to start doing this? So I, yeah, you're, you're kind of the person I've really wanted to talk to. What do you think is the best, not, you don't even think you've got the data to back it up. This isn't even subjective. Like what is the best time for small businesses like Etsy shops to start planning their marketing for the holidays? How, what's too early? What's the right time? What do you think? Yeah. So such a good question. And it's funny. I didn't even think like with TikTok and all these different, the ways that people engage. So that's really important for you to know, like, especially if you are not marketing on Pinterest just yet, you need to remember that pinners go to Pinterest for search and discovery long before they make a decision. So that factors into when you think people are actually going to hit the buy button, correct? And so when we think about that, we can go all the way back to July and Christmas in July is big on Pinterest. (laughs) especially for people who are planners, right? And pinners tend to be planners. They're not procrastinators. They're really looking out ahead. And the time to really talk about your holiday content or your holiday products, July to really the first part of December. 
because what happens is that the algorithm starts to see what's out there as far as products, as far as anything to go with gift guides, and they'll start to serve that up to people, especially those who are already doing those searches. And so you want to get out ahead of stuff and you can even reuse stuff from last year. So when it comes to planning, you're going to want to plan in like June, July. When it comes to pinning, you can pin as early as July, but you're really going to put the most concerted effort into it September through the beginning of December. This podcast is brought to you by my very own website, howtosellyourstuff.com, where I have created lots of free and paid tools to help you be successful with your new Etsy shop. As I've developed this business, I've really focused on thinking back to my early days of trying to figure Etsy out, and I brainstormed a list of the things that would have helped me make more sales earlier, and everything I'm creating over there is expressly to make sure that you can get there faster than I did. Two of my courses, Listings That Sell and Customer Service Templates, are perfect resources for that fledgling Etsy seller. Listings That Sell will teach you how to position your products for sales by setting up your listings with the best photos, keywords, and branding to attract your perfect customer. I'm showing you how research is your secret weapon for getting your product seen and sold, and I'm giving you my step-by-step process for how I personally research as a strategy in my own shop. Customer service is way more critical to sales than most shop owners realize. So in my mini e-course, Customer Service Templates, I'm teaching you my exact customer service strategy and providing you with templates of my specific wording for over 20 different customer service scenarios, including some of the hardest ones. You don't have to go figure out what to say and how to say it. I've already done that for you. One of the main keys to being a successful business owner is working harder on yourself than anything else. So go grab these courses and get yourself on the fast track to your Etsy shop goals. I can't wait to watch you do it. It's so crazy to me. I I am not a big planner. I'm like, it's it's December 1st. I better get on Amazon and order all these Christmas presents. Yes. I do kind of hate that about myself, but it's just that I have too many things going through my brain. Yeah. Um, but my mom is a really big Christmas and July person. So um, we're, we literally have a tree up and do all that goofy stuff. And she is literally buying things that in July. But that's so that's so interesting. I think it's helpful to know. So we need to get on top of it. So what about um, Pinterest specifically? Like when when do we need to have our pins circulating so they have enough time to get indexed in the algorithm for the holiday sales? Like what's... Is there anything, is there, is there such thing as too early? You know, they say Christmas, especially trends all year long. So it really, it has a peak, but then it can go back down. So one of the best places for people to look is trends.pinterest.com. So if you're wondering when people are searching for something, that graph gives you a perfect timeline as to when the height of the search is. I would plan three months before that. So if the height of your, if you're like, your Thanksgiving is your time to shine, right? Like that week, you know, we know that it's just this central week in November, right? Then you want to make sure that at least 30 days before that, or even 60 days before that, you're getting anything Thanksgiving related out onto Pinterest so that when they, they save it, right? Cause they're kind of planning in advance, 
during that week, they go to their boards and they pull up what it is they've saved. And so saves is a really big metric that you want to be thinking through when it comes to your content and tracking that because the more saves you have, what that says is there's an intent to buy later because they're gathering a bunch of different options. They're going to go back to the board, hit the buy button. So I would say for sure, September, no later than September, really. I mean, it's not a let me say this. If you're a new Pinterest marketer, you have to accumulate a lot of data and allow Pinterest to understand what it is your wow. account and your pro your products are about, right? So let's say you're new, right? Like you have somebody who's listening and they're like, okay, I know you need to use Pinterest. I'm going to start now. They're not going to see a whole lot until next holiday season. But that doesn't mean we avoid pinning this holiday season. So you just want to have that in your frame of reference, that Pinterest is like a snowball. It's a very slow burn. It doesn't make us feel good. Like there's not a lot of things that give you dopamine hits like TikTok or Instagram. So just know you're going to walk away and be like, is this doing anything? Yes, it's doing something. Just keep putting logs in the fire. I promise it is. Yeah, I think um, Pinterest has been so amazing because it, I agree with you that it's difficult, especially for, you know, a shop owner who really needs to start making money. You know, there's an urgent need. It can be really frustrating and, and you can kind of hesitate to put any um, <clears throat> any eggs in the Pinterest basket. But I'll tell you from personal experience, I have a blog that I haven't written on in probably three or four years that still brings in hundreds of dollars of, of ad revenue um, every single month. And it blows my mind because I have not done a thing. Like literally this blog is all, it's like a broken down cabin, but it's mm. still, it's still profitable. And it's because of work that was done a long time ago. And I didn't necessarily see it immediately. Obviously the heyday was a year or so into the blogging, but I can really attest what you're saying, but, and correct, like, tell me what you think about this, Kate. Um, I think that idea pins changed that game a little bit. They did. Like, you know, because for example, I'm always telling my people like TikTok is a fat, can't, not is, but can be a fast game. You know, if you really do post every single day for, like, you do a 30 day challenge and you make sure you're doing good content, like you studied it, you know what people in your niche on TikTok are into, you can really hit it hard and fast, but then you can go and repurpose that same video over on a, on a Pinterest idea pin. You're not having to do a ton of extra work, but you're giving yourself a, you're giving yourself that slower burn. You're, you know. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Because, and here's the great thing with idea pins. You can pin those much closer to the holiday. You're not bound by the standard pin, which is that three months in advance of an event. You can now pin it closer. And what I like about TikTok and Pinterest are obviously different. But <laughs> one of the things that Pinterest has that also TikTok has is those aha moments. Like ah, I learned it on TikTok. I'm so, and Pinterest is really the great originator of that, right? Like it's where we found all these hacks and found all these things. And we're like, oh my gosh, why didn't I never think of that before? So yes, repurpose your content from TikTok, especially if it's very buyer focused, right? Like you're talking about the benefits to the buyer with it, your product, you're showcasing all of those pieces. That's where we see the connection. The breakdown is when we repurpose things that are much more entertainment focused because people on Pinterest are not ready to be entertained. They are ready to be shown the benefits of something where they can have that oh man, this is so cool. I definitely want to buy this. So if you can do that, that cuts down a lot of time that you're spending 
in this content creation mode, especially if you're already creating it. Do you think we're coming any closer to idea pins linking to something? Because mm. it sure would be nice to show my product on Etsy and then be able to link to my, do we, oh, yeah. is there a good tactic for that as we're approaching the holidays or what has been your thought? Okay. So there's a couple things. One, yes, we are seeing some new accounts get blanket linking, right? But Stop for it. our, I know. For our clients, though, it's been mostly new people, which has really been a little bit bizarre. Some of our seasoned ones that are getting tons and tons of engagement on their idea pins, they don't have the link. So that is being tested, could be coming down the pike. Two, there's always idea pin ads. Those do link. They're still in the works. We just recorded a podcast about this. If ads are the way you want to go, you could get idea pin links off that. Three is... Now, this is where I kind of split. So let's say you have an Etsy seller that sells on both Etsy and both on their website. You know, we have two people yes. that kind of straddle both. Then what you're going to do is you're going to get the shop integration so you can tag your products on the idea pin. That is the number one way that you can link if you are a product seller. Obviously, you have to get your shop linked, a ca you know, manual catalog, all of those pieces, right? The person who just sells on Etsy, they don't have that advantage. So they are really at the, the lowest end of not being able to link. You can put it in the copy list section at the end. It's like a, a list of things. Some people have put their links there, but I'm going to say Pinterest has said, don't do that, right? Some people have tested it and tried it. So I'm going to say that's a little bit of a gray area. You're welcome to try it, but we'll see, right? So really the best way would be to call to action at the end of your idea pin, an easy way for people to go to your profile and then click on the link to go to your Etsy shop Yes, and then to be able to find it. So it all depends on how, I mean, you know, you and I, when we find something online, we're so excited about it that we're willing to like bust through every wall to find it. Yeah, right. I'll hunt. Mm -hmm. But if we're not excited Filling out our name seems like a job, right? Yeah. We're not going to do it. So you have to remember that you're going to get people at different levels. And if you are that Etsy seller who only has that Etsy shop, just be thinking about how your Pinterest profile can really sum up what you sell very quickly yes. and call to action to get to your profile. So those are kind of the different ways. I know that, um, you know, especially these days, although maybe, maybe TikTok has changed this a little bit for us, although thank goodness for, um, link, link trees, but something that I always did was I always had a vanity URL to redirect to my Etsy yeah. shop that I would put on a pin. Um, and that way they could kind of get there easier. And I know they're much more likely to go and click the link. They'd rather do that than type something in. But if I had something really simple, I had just farmdecorsigns.com, which was easy. And that would help me, you know, that's one little kind of workaround, but yep. I'm, you know, I'm kind of excited for the newer pinners. Like guys, if you haven't started a Pinterest account yet, you'd like go start one and see if you get this yeah. linking she's talking about. And PS, if that happens, I need an email from you stat. Like I need to hear how that's going. <laughs> um, but I think that's incentive. Yeah. Oh, it is a hundred percent. And I think what we have to remember about idea pins is that for the longest time, Pinterest only had a standard pin, a static pin. They're kind of interchangeable in those terms, right? That was forever. And then they introduced video pins. And then with the rise of TikTok just growing in this dominance and also with Instagram, what you see is Pinterest saying, okay, we're a platform where everybody goes 
and they know they need to leave it to get what they want. That presents a problem because our advertisers want people to stick around longer. And we look at TikTok and we look at Instagram and they're sticking around, right? However, we have a very unique ecosystem. The joke is Pinterest is the library. Instagram is the bar, right? Pinterest Pinterest is very quiet. (laughs) People are not interested in entertainment and dance. They're interested in creating a life for them, right? Like they want to go to the shelves and pull off whatever. So in that sense, Pinterest fused together this thing of idea pins that said, okay, if creators, and they're starting to monetize creators too. So you could get a hold of the creator rewards program underneath the creator hub in your profile. See if you have that big red button and you'll have earn at the top. So you can potentially repurpose some of those TikToks into idea pins to actually, you know, make money. Wow. Yeah. So that's good. So then they said, okay, if we have idea pins, we want them to be unique to that library mentality. And then that'll keep people around longer, which will then appeal to more advertisers. But the great part too, for Etsy sellers is that, or any person who sells any product is that Pinterest is leaning in hard to that this year. They've hired a new CEO that specializes in e-commerce. They've hired a chief shopping officer. They're putting a lot of money behind shopping integrations because they know pinners find products that they love and they want to buy them. So let's shorten that time frame between discovery and purchase by making it really easy for pinners to do that. So in that sense, as a seller, be thinking and watching to see what integrations come out with Pinterest, how you can leverage idea pins to really get that pathway a little bit shorter too for yourself. I'm excited about that because <clears throat> something that I'm, I'm such like, please take me to the library over the bar, like any day of the week. Um, and like, I like Pinterest is my happy place, but I get really frustrated by the number of like broken links that there are now, yes. especially on products that I find that I like. And I'm usually behind the trend, which is part of the problem because <laughs> I'm looking at stuff from last year and I'm like, Ooh, and the, and the link isn't working anymore. So I'm very excited about the integrations for that. But, mm. um, okay. Let me get us back on the on the holiday track a little bit because, and I wanted to, I wanted to get your advice for just, you you are just like the marketer. So for, for these really, really busy Etsy shop owners, a lot of times there are one woman, one man show, Mm. um, they're burning the candle at both ends. How how do they decide? Like what what are the most important areas of marketing that they need to focus on? Like if, if, if you were going to give them like, okay, I know you've got no time. If you want to do the bare minimum of marketing or the first couple things, here's where I would tell you to focus. Yeah. Number one would be just simply creating a Pinterest image. So I'm going to go on the vein that this is an Etsy seller. They only have an Etsy shop. They're not hosting a website. And we can talk about that other piece in a minute. But I would say number one is to have three to four Pinterest images per listing. And you can get templates that you can buy of Pinterest templates, put them into Canva, whip them up really quick, and then get them onto Pinterest and link to that Etsy listing. That's it, right? Because you're not creating content. You're not um, having to write a blog post, none of those kinds of things. You're simply just creating a Pinterest image. You have the description. So in that description, when you upload the pin, it's gonna ask you for a pin title, pin description, and then a link to where it goes. The pin description is probably exactly what you have in your listing description, natural sounding sentences with the keywords describing actually what that product is, right? That workflow, if I was in their position, 
And let's assume also in this example that somebody has fully set up their profile, which is going to take them an hour. So you're going to have to put that in your calendar and say, I'm going to set up my Pinterest profile. I've got my image. I've got my description of my shop. I've got a link to my shop and maybe five or so boards. It doesn't matter if it's full right away. I'm not particularly worried about that. So then create three Pinterest images, add them onto Pinterest. I would say one a week, maybe. I wouldn't do them all at once, right? Or one every couple of days. I set calendar reminders for myself. So if I had this listing and I had three images, I would put in my calendar Monday, Wednesday, Friday, upload a pin. I can create the images all at once, right? Like that's not going to take me that long, especially if I buy a template. I am the actual worst at Pinterest images. Like I'm awful. What? Like, yes, I'm awful. And you know what? The first thing I outsourced in my business, Pinterest images, because it took me so long. Like, and it was so ugly, so ugly. I'm the worst. And so I hired out. You're setting me free. You're setting me free right now. Tell us the secret then, because what? Well, and I would just, I would ask somebody else who was good at images to create them for me because it takes me forever. And you know, what's interesting is I understand that person who has stretched too thin because I just started a second business where it's like just kateall.com and I'm doing coaching for agency owners and all these kinds of things. I'm using Pinterest as Google as my two main drivers, right? Because I know they work. That's what I've done for Simple Pin. So I over there am having somebody create images for me. I'm like, I just need two Pinterest images, one Instagram image, which I don't even really use. And then adding those to Pinterest with exactly what it is that post is about because I know it works. So I'm willing to put in the 30 minutes a week that it takes to do it. But yeah, buying templates and putting them into Canva and just changing the words, putting your colors in there, your own images, like it makes it fast. Cause I'll sit in front of the computer for like an hour over one image. And that's not a good use of your time. That is literally me. But I always got worried about the templates because I figured I'd always have to get a new one to keep fresh content. And then the ones that are already on Canva have already been used so many times. Pinterest is going to like skip me over. No. Because you're doing different fonts. You're doing different colors. And like what we provide for people is like five product template uh, for product sellers, right? You want to look for ones that are unique to product sellers and then just change things up, move things around. They're all kind of different. Pinterest does a visual search, but the most important important part of your image is your product, right? Okay. Nobody else can have that product in there, right? They better not have that image in there. <laughs> <laughs> if they do, somebody's gotta- stealing. Because of visual search, right? Pinterest has a very strong visual search component that sometimes what's in the picture matches up more sometimes in the words. So if your images are in there, you're totally golden. Now, if you're doing stock images and you're using one that probably is a free one out there, then Pinterest is going to clump you together with everybody else using that image. I'm, my my uh, Etsy people should all have their own gorgeous images for sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. For sure. That's one of the nice things, but that's actually the harder thing about the blogging space. It's just like creating those pins. is just mm-hmm. soul sucking if you're not great at it. And I'm not, it's not natural to me at all. Yep. Okay. So, um, 
Could you recommend maybe some some holiday campaign ideas for like the different types of Etsy shops we often see? Like um, maybe maybe we could differentiate a physical product holiday campaign versus a digital product. So many people now are selling print on demand or digital products. Um, I think the idea of the passive income is like so attractive, which I mean, like I, I agree, but um, my bread and butter was always in the physical space. Do you, would you be able to maybe com- yeah. compare and contrast that for us? Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So we want to always start back with the question that the pinner's asking. So they're never directly searching for the product. So if we had something that was say, um, I searched one time for like custom charcoal art drawings of pets because my brother had lost his dog and I wanted to try to find somebody online. I didn't care because they could ship it to me. Right. But I wanted to see examples. And so when you're thinking of something that is a physical product that you sell, um, number one, you want to start with the question. Maybe it's around gift giving. Um, you can also go along with gift guides. So let's even say that you create beautiful candles, right? You can talk about like the features of your product, why your candle is unique, because I could see a picture of a candle in an image and it could say something like, this is the best Christmas gift. I don't know what that means. Like I'm looking at a candle and I think, well, I could just go to Bed Bath & Beyond or whatever. I don't know. I haven't bought a candle in years, so I don't even know where they sell them. But you want to create a distinguisher, right? especially somebody who sells beauty products. This was one that we did with one of our students is she had this amazing soap that she created for her eczema or and for like Adele acne. Right. And it had done so well. And she wasn't talking about the stories and the conversions and the results that people were getting using her soap or what was unique about it, what made it stand apart. And so when it comes to these holiday campaigns, don't just think around gift giving, but think about yeah. the pain point of a person that you're giving it to, like what they have. I'm not saying you're going to want to give them soap for like Adele acne, because that might not be <laughs> But you get where I'm going is talk about those features and benefits. And if you do have a blog portion to your website where you also sell your products, you do have an advantage because people want to read and get warmed up a little bit before they make a purchase. And one of the best ways we've seen it is either collections, lists, or you're answering a direct question that you know people have asked, like what's the best X, Y, Z, or what do I give a nine-year-old boy or something along those lines. And then in that list, is maybe another product that you endorse, but also your own products, right? Like that's where you could do a gift guide piece right there. Um, When it comes to, I want to address this when it comes to sales. So you never want to approach any of your campaigns by leading with a percent off or a Black Friday or a Cyber Monday. And the reason being is that Pinterest is not time sensitive. So while somebody on Facebook or Instagram is going to be more clued into, Hey, it's black Friday. Somebody on Pinterest isn't searching black Friday deals. It might be a search term that comes up in search predictions, but that's not what they're thinking. If they're at black Friday, they're looking at deal blogs. They're looking at Facebook. They're looking at Instagram. They're going to Amazon. They're real timing it. And they might remember. So like I go to my Pinterest board or like people I know their Pinterest boards when I'm shopping. Cause then I can say, go to my niece and be like, my mom's like, what do I get her? Well, let's go to her Pinterest board and see what she's pinned. Right. And we'll just buy something off there. So that's another side advantage. All boards, most boards are public. You can make them secret, 
but I would just say, don't, don't bind yourself with a percent off. Cause if you change that percentage off two months later, people are going to be like, but this pin says 30% off. Well, yeah, I'm not honoring that anymore. Just think about it differently. I'm so glad you said that because I, I wouldn't have thought to uh, to bring that up, but that's really important because it could affect kind of how your brand is perceived um, without you intending it, without there being any anything malicious in it, but it just feels icky to yeah. the, to the you know, yeah, that's so good. So what, um, would you have different advice for the for a digital type product or is it the same thing? It's like, the, I'm, I'm sure it's the question asking, but maybe it's different questions. No, I think it's, it's a little bit similar, but you have, because you're not dealing with the shipping piece as well, you can market it much closer to the holiday. So there becomes an off point with something that's a physical product that you have to ship. So then you have to be aware of my candle will only ship to make it there on time for Christmas at X date. But when it's a digital product, you want to see, again, what are the questions that people are asking, letting them know on the pin that it is something they can print on demand or they can download it immediately. So on that pin image, one of the cool things that you can do is add a box where in our brains, we think it's a separate box, but really the whole pin links, right? And where you go to click on it, and it says download now or get the PDF guide. Those are clicks that you can get. Say if you had like a planning works, like a holiday planning, you know, spreadsheet, you can really get as much juice out of that right up until like, even right before Thanksgiving. And then even sometimes a little bit into December and people can still print it. And then residually it just lives out there. Somebody might even print it off next May. Who knows, right? So you have a lot more runway when it comes to digital products. It's all just about framing that it's an on-demand product. It's not something that needs to be shipped, which consumers are really thinking about, right? Not only are they thinking about like how much is shipping, but when am I going to get the particular product, especially, you know, the last couple of years with how many delays we have. Yes, Yes, it's been awful. Yeah, I think... um... I love your suggestion of adding the, you can even sort of create your, your own little um, PNG, like instant download button that then you can just slap right on your pins every single time that are kind of branded in your colors or something like that. I think that's brilliant. I, I've been so, I am such a physical touch person, you know, like I want the paper. Yeah. Um, so I always have a, a physical planner, but this past past year on Etsy, I can't believe how much it's blown up to have everything be digital. I to me, it just doesn't compute. But I'm I'm just like follow the trend, ride the wave, guys, ride the wave. But it was a huge gift giving thing too yeah. to give a digital play, and that's brilliant. So if you're and I mean I don't know if and I'm, this would probably be something we'd have to have to look up. I don't know if pinners are searching for an instant download gift. But that's mm. some interesting search churn. You know, I would look, I'd be looking into that if I was selling digital products, like seeing what you need to make sure you're including in the keywords there too. Yeah. And then they've also got the prompt on the visual. Yeah, 100%. Go to Pinterest, use the search bar, put mm. in the keyword and you'll get that word prediction underneath. And then you'll get the guided search bubbles. That is what Pinterest is telling you people are searching. So just go on there, search around, search instant download, just see what's out there. Also go to that trends.pinterest.com and compare those two because then you're going to get a holistic idea as to what people are searching. And also if you have any UK or Canadian listeners as well, oh, trends. Yeah. Trends can be adjusted 
based on country. So if you're looking for trends in Canada or UK, you just hit the drop down and move it away from the US. It'll default to US. I'm so glad you said that. That's absolutely magical. Okay, guys, so you have some you have some marching orders there, but I think that's really helpful. And also I'm sitting here marveling at how easy they've honestly made it for us. Like uh, you know, we kind of we kind of like to whine oh, <laughs> about totally. changes and things like that. But like, honestly, when I'm thinking back of blogging circa 2008 <laughs> and now they just give us this list, <laughs> it's just too good. Yeah, 100%. It's too good. Okay. Um. Well, let's jump ahead then. Let's talk a little bit about Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Do you have some tips on how, and this is exciting, about how small businesses can see really great results from marketing from these events, like especially in light of your coaching like, hey, watch out about date-specific pins. Yeah. So I would love your insight on what is the right way to, to capitalize on that because we know how powerful those days can be for shopping. Yeah. So I would say the number one way is to use Pinterest to get people on your email list well ahead of those holidays. So if you are leveraging your email list, because that's when you're going to blast them out about the sale, right? Like you want that inner circle who's on your list, who's warmed up. You're going to draw pinners into your email list well in advance. I'm going to say, August, September, October, that is your only push on Pinterest. Don't talk about Black Friday. Don't talk about Cyber Monday, but maybe give them something, especially if you're a digital product seller, a digital download. If you're not a digital product seller and your physical product, talk about how you're going to help them select the best gifts, navigate shipping time, looking for ways, you know, how are you going to serve pinners by maybe helping them with some extra things that you could deliver through your email list? That is a big one right there is prep them and then leverage your email list to blast it out when you have a coupon code. And that's what we do. We use Pinterest to grow our email list. Number one for us. Do you think that idea pins will be helpful for, for Black Friday? Is that a tool we could use around that? Or would you not even, is that just not a good bang for your buck? You know, that's a really interesting question. Truthfully, I haven't thought about that. But if I think about, so I'm thinking through, if I'm using the app, there's bubbles at the top of the app that pull up with the idea pins. And what we historically see is that on holidays, right? Like if we're looking at the week of Thanksgiving, Wednesday, it like skyrockets. Now I don't know about like Canadian Thanksgiving in October, but you'd have to look at the trends so you can see that. I, I would say the jury's still out on that. Like, I don't know because everything goes down after Thanksgiving. Like traditionally on Pinterest, we would think the use of Pinterest on holidays would go up, but it's the day before. So we don't see historically a lot of engagement on like a Black Friday or Cyber Monday. It's like they're kind of in holiday mode. And that's the thing about Pinterest is when we see like Q2 on Pinterest is notoriously the lowest quarter. And that's because you have this rise, you have all the holidays, you have like the Bermuda Triangle, and then it ends on like Valentine's Day. And then it's like, right? And you go into this like big sleeper mode on Pinterest, then you have spring break. And then it kind of goes back up in the summer. And then it skyrockets again in August as we get to Q3, right? So in that sense, I really think it's really looking at when pinners are on. And I just don't think they're on around those times. So I don't know. That's a good test. You got my wheels turning with that one. It's, 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 um, 
it's just such an interesting tool. I don't have enough experience with idea pins to have any kind of any kind of strong opinion about it. Um, I well, just know that if there was if there was ever something that you could get a quick response for, it would potentially be an idea pin if it took off. So. Yeah. And I want to stand corrected too. I just opened up the app because I was going to play around. The bubbles are actually like gone now. They're, they're not there anymore. So in that sense, I would say no, like you're really not going to get a bump that week of the holiday by pushing Black Friday, Cyber Monday or any of that, because it's like Pinterest really cares about not interrupting the pinner experience. So they take mm -hmm. that whole home feed and they want it to be infused with ads and idea pins and regular pins and suggestions and all these kinds of things that are not time bound. So that hmm. you would have to have a pinner who's specifically searching for Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff. And then you would have had to talk about it in order for the algorithm to match up, to put it in those feeds because idea pins live forever. And that's the hope, right? Like there's something that's not time-based like a static pin. It can be viewed a year from now, like talking about your blog post. If you did an idea pin two years from now, it would still bring a lot of traffic. So I would say the same rules still apply. I'm 95. I actually really like your answer because, um, I, I think it's, you know, especially solopreneurs, like let's get focused on really where is the bang for our buck. And we talk a lot here about building that email list. And it's something that Etsy sellers tend to wait to do because uh, yeah. it feels like it's not, you know, it feels like it's not going to be helpful. And you have to have kind of, um, you got to be looking at a little more bigger picture. Like it's not just about, um, I just want to make extra money for the holidays this year. It's got to be, you're building a business and you're thinking about it from a from that bigger picture place that we often talk about where you need to build an email list. And then you do also need to start your own website and you need to diversify, um, how you're generating income. So I think I always say that email list is the best place to start. And if it can help, if, it, if, if it's incentive enough to help you get those, um, bigger sale days for black Friday and, um, and cyber Monday, then now's the time, like get, you know, we, we've talked about it before. Y'all go back to my, my, um, craft kit, building your email list on, on Etsy episode after this one and get some pointers on how to get started with it. But I think it's, I think it's great advice. And I think we need to like, I'm like Etsy sellers, please build your email list. Like I want, yeah. I love you. <laughs> if your shop goes away, I want you to have choices. Like, please, yeah. I can't tell you how it's, it, it doesn't matter at all until it's the only thing that matters, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> mm -hmm. And you know, here's a really good thing. So we have a simple pin framework that we work with all of our clients in our community. It's called inspire, inform, and decide pinners move through these three waves they often they're never going to decide on pinterest because they're they're cold right like it takes them a long time yeah. to make a decision about purchasing but you can meet them where they're at and inspire and inform and inspire is like what are they what inspires you about your product what inspires other people who purchase it talk about those pieces and then the inform phase is giving them more information that leads them to sign up for your email list so you want to hit pinners in those two things and a lot of times we go straight to decision and we're like we want them to buy we want them to buy. And it's like, you got to like nurture and inspire and inform. And that's how you can really hit your content creation or your planning. What are the things that I'm doing with idea pens that are inspiring? What are the things that I'm doing that are informing? Inspire is way easier, right? Because we know what we love about our products, but how are we going to inform them? And one of our clients who is a physical product seller, they sell handmade tile. Well, she knows that 
she's never going to get somebody on Pinterest to make a decision about buying three grand worth of tile, right? But the first hurdle is how do I pick out samples of tile? What do I look for? So she grows her email list by giving them a sample picking guide for tile that could serve them at I home. Need that. That's so yeah. good. <laughs> So then she uses Pinterest to funnel them straight into that email list. And she knows, I just need to get them on the email list and then I can get them on the phone with me. And that's how I'm going to get them to make that $3,000 buying decision. So go back to their main hurdle. And she knows my people don't even know what samples to pick. Let me help them. Make it easier for those of us who have no style whatsoever, please. Please and thank you. Okay. Um... So then, and tell me, tell me if we've really kind of exhausted this and that's totally fine, but how, how can we then plan our marketing for Black Friday and Cyber Monday? So we actually see sales. I totally, the email list. And then, I mean, maybe I'm just like summarizing this for you. Is it really the play of just, you start months in advance Yeah, and you're, you're just communicating with them. You, the, the, I like the moral of the story is you start now or earlier. You don't, you don't be thinking about that date. Be thinking like you basically change your whole mentality to the long game. Yeah. Yeah. And I would even take it a step back from there. Why are you even using Pinterest? There's a lot of options out there, right? Like we look at our, our whole, we look at our core, right? Of here's our business. We're selling this piece. And then if we see it like a bicycle wheel and we're going out from there, we have a lot of different options, right? Like I know that I started with Google and Pinterest and then I started with Facebook and then I started with Instagram and then I added YouTube and LinkedIn is hanging out there and I know I need to use it, but I'm not really inspired to do it because it drives me crazy. So I'm choosing not to do it. And I don't think in, I know for a fact that if I lean into LinkedIn marketing right now, people on the other end will feel how much I'm not into it. Right. So I have to choose then why I'm using each one of these arms and what my commitment time-wise is to it. So then I know right now I was telling you about Tabby who does our YouTube for Simple Pin Media. I know that we wanted to make an intentional decision in Q2 to say, we're going to lean into YouTube for a year. And we don't know what we're going to see. We don't know what's going to happen. But we know that if Pinterest and Google are content arms for us, then YouTube makes a lot of sense for us, right? Like we can do the same kind of ecosystem. So I would tell people, you need to come up with your strategy, which I like to say is your why. Why are you using Pinterest as a part of the arm of your marketing in your business? And then you can get into tactics. But And then you'll hear things from everybody about which way to do this, that, or the other. But you know why you're using it. And you can go, I am using Pinterest to make sales, to build my email list, to make sales, or whatever it is. So wise. I just think that that prevents the fatigue and the frustration. So if you're looking at Pinterest and you're a lot of people, clients will come to us and say, I hate Pinterest. I feel overwhelmed. I feel anxious. I feel like I get into this comparison trap. It just, it sends me down a black hole, I, but I know I need it for my business, but I have to outsource it for like the protection of my mental health. I'm like that's fair. Okay. We'll take it off your plate. And some people feel like that too. If you're a solopreneur and you really hate Pinterest and you can't afford to hire, it's okay for you to say, I just can't do this right now. 
and then focus on something else and then revisit it in a year. I don't think Pinterest is going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I have a whole entire business and people employed based on Pinterest, right? If I was worried about it, I would not be in business anymore. So just, you know, I, I say that as encouragement. Like if you're frustrated with it, just take a break from it. But if you haven't leaned into it, set yourself a time-based goal of how long you're going to invest in it and what you really want to get out of it and look for those things. And I do love your advice from earlier. Like you can simplify this whole thing with templates. It doesn't, I mean, because most of the time what people are going to be, they're either going to be overwhelmed with like the SEO factor or they're going to be overwhelmed with the design factor. And frankly, if you're overwhelmed with the SEO factor, then you probably haven't mastered it on Etsy yet. And we need, we need to start somewhere else anyway. That part should be coming kind of more naturally now. And if if it's the design factor, like pull in the templates. But Kate, I'm so, um, Gosh, you're such a class act. I always liked you, Mm. but you are such, like, thank you for your generosity. You've been so just like forthcoming and giving us so much information. And I'm I'm really excited to share like your business with, I know, and I know like it was so great having Tabby on in the spring. Everyone loved her and she, like, you guys just have great advice. Um, I know that we had, we sent a bunch of people your way, but I know that there's so many more who, so please refresh your memories. Tell us about Simple Pin Media. What kinds of tools and resources you have available to help us? Like, you know, how do we connect with you that way? Yeah. So Simple Pin Media, that is our handle on all social. If you want to see what we're testing on Pinterest, definitely go there, pinterest.com slash Simple Pin Media. Okay. You can see our idea pins, how we're crafting them. But our email newsletter that comes out every Wednesday is Pinterest Made Simple. And that really is quick tips in our podcast for helping you. Thank you for that. So I would say that's probably just the number one right now. And we're also challenging ourselves by setting up our shop. We're doing it through Shopify, but we are doing digital products and selling templates, selling other things because we really wanted to identify with sellers too. Like what's the pain point? How can we get them into our funnel? How can we really leverage Pinterest as an arm for sales. And we haven't had that ability up until this point, just because we've been all self-hosted with things. So in the next half of the year, we're really going to be leaning into it and just seeing what can we do in that area with Pinterest and then really share that wisdom with everybody else as to what we learn. I can't wait to spy on that. That sounds actually, I'm excited to see you guys do that, but I'm going to make sure that we link um, everything that you mentioned and all of your socials and your website. Um, And I mean, I'll just, I'll just shout out again. I get all of Kate's emails. (laughs) I get, I'm, I listen to the podcast like pretty, pretty regularly and it's been my go-to resource for years and years. Like this is, this is genuinely tried and true. Kate has not known me, but I've had been in, Kate and I have been in relationship for a long time. I feel very (laughs) confident like telling you guys to go make sure you're getting your Pinterest advice from her and and support her business. But, Mm -hmm. um, but again, thank you for taking the time today and for your generosity. And I'm, I'm just, it's been so delightful to be with Mm. you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we will talk soon and you guys have a great week. And until next time, go make something awesome. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. 
Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.